What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so grateful that you've joined me from all over the world today. And I believe, as I say every week, that the Spirit of God has attracted you here so that you can receive the solution, that aha moment, that download, you know, just that one idea uh, that you've been searching and are praying for. And I declare and decree at the beginning of the show, guess what? I believe that your life will never, ever be the same again. Well, hey, hey, everybody. It's a beautiful day here in uh, DATL. I'm looking out of my window, sunny and beautiful. Uh, it is summertime here, and the living is easy, as the song goes. Well, uh, I have been doing well. Uh, we are all in very different times, aren't we? I'm going to share with you an experience that I had personally uh, this week. Uh, well, my very special guest uh, today is Anthony Hamilton, and he's going to be talking about the magic of your mind. Aha, uh -huh. anybody interested? Uh, he's going to be giving us some really new discoveries in neuroscience that's really going to help us use the law of attraction during uh, these times. Um, make sure that you visit me on uh, social media, Instagram, LOA Constance. And remember, every Monday and Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am doing Facebook Live on Coach with Constance. Now, this week I had a little problem, I don't know, with my audio, but we're going to work it out. So that is Coach with Constance every Monday and every Thursday at 10 a.m. And, of course, if you miss out, you can always go and listen to it and also visit my website, uh, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Take a look at my books. I have two books, Secrets of Success and also a book on how to attract genuine love. Uh, you could get them in PDF format, ebooks, or you could get the hard copy from Amazon. Uh, I would love to work with you, to coach with you. Uh, if you know that you want something different, you, you have to do something different, go to my, while you on my website, uh, look and listen to some of my testimonies from my clients. If you are ready for change, 
You want me to help you to move from where you are to where you desire to be financially in a relationship, uh, how to use the law of attraction, how to get over your past hurt, how to um, make the second part of your life better than the first. Uh, you can do a discovery call, Constance. Email me at Constance, I got that at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and let's talk about it. Um, you need to be ready for the time, uh, for the financial investment and for the effort. And I have a guarantee, if you coach with me for a year and you're willing to go in and do the inner work, you won't recognize the landscape of your life at the end of that time. I think that is it. I just want to tell you about something that happened to me this week. I had a very busy week and I realized uh, that I have been so busy. I've been coaching and doing videos and all of the above. Speaking of videos, you guys visit my YouTube channel also. And I, I start feeling some kind of way. I start feeling isolated, alone. Uh, kind of like stress because I, I had a lot of demands. I had allowed a lot of demands to come over my life. And I checked myself or I felt like the spirit said to me, hold up. And I realized that I had not been doing my my quiet time. Uh, I had been I've been getting up and just getting straight to work. And I, I had become out of balance and it was impacting me. So what I did, which I used to not do that, I used to just isolate and just feel sad for myself. I reached out to a dear friend and said, you know, I'm, I'm feeling isolated. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling sort of pressed and stressed. And I said, can I just talk to you or can we get together and meet for lunch? Of course, we were practicing social distancing. And I just shared with this person how I felt and kind of what had been going on with me. And I felt better. And that was just like a wake up call from the spirit to tell me to really make sure that I'm balanced, make sure that I'm still connecting with people, uh, make sure that I'm doing my 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 quiet time with God. You know, the most important thing that I can do is my one on one spiritual time with God. And so I just thought I would share that with you. It may seem very small, but during these pandemic times, you know, we have lots of feelings and I don't want you to try to feel like you have to handle those things by yourself. Reach out to someone. Let someone know really what's happening with you. <clears throat> Talk to someone. Know that you're not alone. Check. Do a checklist to see if you're in balance. I was out of balance. If you're in balance, if you are practicing extreme self-care and especially ex extreme self emotional care, extreme self mental care and extreme self uh, 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 spiritual care. And so that's just my story that I wanted to share with you. I would love to hear your pandemic story. How are you doing? What are you doing? Share with me uh, some of the things that you are doing to stay emotionally, psychologically, spiritually and physically fit 
are centered. And I would love to have you come on the show and just share your story. You know, we all have stories. We all need each other. Uh, We're interdependent. Nobody is independent. We all need each other. So I hope that my honesty and my vulnerability really helped you. And uh, I just felt like being real and raw with you guys today. Well, I think that is it. So everybody, I want you to stay tuned. And uh, we're going to be coming back with Anthony Hamilton. He's going to be talking to us about the magic of your mind. Stay tuned. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I am back and really excited about my very special guest today. My very special guest is Anthony Hamilton, and uh, he's going to be talking to us about two new scientific discoveries in neuroscience that's really going to shed light and help you to, number one, understand, but help you to um, get the law of attraction to work for you. And uh, he is an author. He's been studying the metaphysical for 40 or 45 years, but he's the author of Mind, Time, and Power, Using the Hidden Power of Your Mind, Hear Your Past, Transform Your Present, Create Your Future. He has a new book that he's going to talk to us about, and we're just excited about learning basically about the magic of our mind. Anybody interested? So, Mr. Anthony Hamilton, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, hello, Constance. It's great to be back with you and hear your lovely southern accent one more time. Don't you just love it? And Anthony is from, tell listeners where you're from. I live in Victoria, British Columbia in Canada, mm-hmm. which if you look at the West Coast, if you look at Seattle on a map, you'll see that Vancouver Island uh, pokes down. We're, a, we're about a one hour from Vancouver, which is the big city and about one hour from Seattle. So we're right between the two of them on this island called Vancouver Island, and that's where I live. Yeah, I Googled that before I got on the call to you today just to kind of see exactly where you were located. And uh, I felt led to reach out to Anthony. I think it's been a couple of years since you've been on my show, but I saw that he has a new book, and he is so great at explaining and breaking down the metaphysical and the law of attraction. And Anthony, I wanted you back so that you can help listeners, you know, during these pandemic times. Yes, absolutely right. What a crazy time this is. 
My God, you know, it seems like the you know in the last three or four months the world is totally shifted. It's a little off kilter now. It seems like. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you, know, you know, for me, I mean, I'm retired now from teaching, and I I spend most of my time writing or you know making videos and things from my YouTube channel and doing some coaching online. So my life, you know, hasn't changed that much. But um, I have a daughter, you know, she's got two kids. She's working full time as a nurse. She's got two kids now that aren't in school and may not go back to school in September. So, you know, for her, it's a huge change. And I know in America, uh, there's a lot of people that are really having a tough time. And it and also in Canada, too. So it is a crazy time. Yeah. So let's get started. I, I want you to just start wherever you want to, just teaching us about the magic of our mind or, or the science behind the law of attraction that we can really use and implement are doing these times. Yes. Well, as you pointed out a few minutes ago, I've been studying the metaphysics of mind and and how our mind creates our reality for, uh, you know, over 40 years, 45 years or so since I was um, a young man, you know. And, um, and I came at it from a couple of different angles. One was I had a dream when I was 10 years old. I mean, I literally had a dream. I was outside playing in a field. I fell asleep on a hot sunny day and the next thing I knew I was like floating above my body looking down at myself at the age of what seemed like 32 so 22 years in the future and when I woke up from that dream and I don't know whether the dream lasted 30 seconds or five minutes you know but when I woke up from the dream I had this very strong sense and feeling that this was a real communication from the future. And at that point, I had a sense, a knowing, really, of what my life was going to be about. So um, that dream, that um, moment of uh, inspiration, you might call it, uh, really was the most pivotal, the most important event of my entire life, arguably, and it happened while I was asleep. <laughs> Wow. So, so from so shortly after that, you know, what I saw in the dream was that I was going to be teaching people how to live happier and more successful lives. So I knew that I was going to be writing, I was going to be traveling, I was going to be making my living as a speaker and a teacher. So shortly after that, probably in my early teens, I started reading about the power of the mind, you know, a Nostradamus is able to tell the future. And in the Bible, uh, you know, you hear about prophets that can tell about the future. And so the idea of getting information from the future really intrigued me. And the other thing that intrigued me was how do you become successful? What is success, you know? So I started reading sort of two lines of research in my early teens. I read every success book that I could possibly get my hands on, you know, all the principles of, you know, motivation and success. And I read everything I could find about time and the mind and ESP and psychic phenomena. And around about that time, or maybe a few years later, 
uh, I started hearing about the law of attraction, you know. And um, so what I found was in terms of how to be successful, there's something like 125 success principles that people talk about. But what I, what I found was that they all boil down to five. Hmm. And that's where I get the idea, the, the, um, the acronym of MAGIC. Because MAGIC stands for Motivation, Attitude, Goals, Imagination, and Consciousness. So M-A-G-I-C for me, that's always been a very important concept because our mind really is magic. And in order to get into a position where we can use our mind to achieve what we want and attract what we want, we need to understand and use those five principles, self-motivation, developing the right attitudes, programming ourselves with the right attitudes and beliefs, being a goal setter, deciding what it is we want, using the imagination rather than having the imagination use us. And the last one is consciousness, which is like, how do your thoughts actually become real in your life? So, so during these times, I know you talk a, a lot before we get to the two, uh, the two uh, scientific things that you're going to share with us. I know you talk a lot about your past and your future, and you and I have talked about that. And your book is Hear Your Past, Transform Your Present, Create Your Future. So explain why that is important right now for people who who might be going through difficult times. Yeah, well, if you if you consider the fact that you have two sets of senses, you have what you call inner senses, and you have your outer senses. Now, your outer senses, you have five of them, right? Vision, hearing, touch, smell, taste, you know. So you have five outer senses. And those outer senses, they operate through the nerves in your brain somehow. And they give us information about the physical present. So they give us information about what's happening around us. Now, at the moment, I'm in my home office here, so I can see I can see the walls in my room, and I can look out the window, and I can see some trees and things outside. And that's about all the information I get from the present, you know. But I also have a set of inner senses, which are exactly equal. I can, I can imagine something visually. I can imagine hearing somebody's voice with my auditory sense, my hearing sense. I can imagine tasting something sweet or sour. I can imagine smelling a rose, you know, and I can imagine holding an ice cube in my hand, which might be my inner sense of feeling. So I have five inner senses and five outer senses, and everybody, of course, is the same. Now, the inner senses, they give us information from everything outside of the present. So, for example, memories of the past, I imagine remembering something. If I think of what I did last week, I get a little mental movie in my mind. Well, that's a visual representation of something I did last week. If I imagine what I'm going to do next week, I have a little mental movie, perhaps, and I can see what I'm doing. If I'm going to be meeting with somebody, I can imagine that person. I can even hear that person's voice, perhaps. You know, so the outer senses and the inner senses, they work together 
And all thinking is done with the inner senses. And the inner senses give us information about the past or the future. And it's using the inner senses that allows us to do things like remember the past or set a goal and imagine ourselves achieving that goal or imagine ourselves attracting opportunities, that sort of thing. So we really have to be familiar with the inner senses and how they operate in order to get the law of attraction working for us. Oh, that's good. So right now, let's just say if a person is, uh, they're a small business owner, but the business is closed, Anthony, or maybe they, they, they worked on a job for 20 years, but they've been furloughed. They can choose if they gain an understanding to either begin to think about, oh my God, I used to have that. Think about the past. I used to make $75,000 or they could be anxious about the future or they can begin creating that new future that they want according to what they think and feel. Yes, that's right. Now, of course, if you're worried, if you're worried, you know, well, that's thinking about the negative future, right? It's like imagining something that you don't want. And of course, these days, it's easy to do that because a lot of people are really in trouble. You know, if you have a small business, if you have a restaurant these days and you're losing your customers and you need to shut down, that's a big problem for you. You know, it affects you not only financially and business wise, but of course, it affects you emotionally. It affects your sleep and everything else. So you you need to remind yourself that you have been successful in the past and you can be successful in the future. You may not know how, but you can use your imagination and, and use things like positive affirmations. I will get through this. You know, I will survive this. Uh, I will get back on track and imagine yourself getting back on track. And so using your inner senses is really the key to creating new opportunities for yourself and coming up with new ideas that you might want to use to get yourself back on track. Oh, that's good. So, so Anthony, go ahead and begin sharing about the two scientific discoveries uh, in neuroscience that listeners can begin to understand and get the law of attraction to work for them. Okay, well, this, these, these two discoveries um, are so huge, so monumental, you know, that people kind of miss it. I mean, things change around us so fast, you know. Right. So when I was in university, this was in the 80s, um, you know, I studied psychology, one of the things I studied. And the... The truth was, and I say the word truth like in quotes, because we everybody knew it to be true, right? All the doctors and all the scientists, they knew it to be true, which was that, you know, when you're born, you have so many neurons in your brain. And as you get older, these neurons start to die off. And as you get older, your brain becomes weaker and you simply lose your brain power uh, as you get older. Now, this was common knowledge. Everybody just, quote, unquote, knew this to be true, right? Now, when I was studying metaphysics and I got into the law of attraction and meditation and goal setting, you know, back in the 60s, really, um, <clears throat> I was reading a lot because I was trying to figure out how the mind worked in time, right? 
And I was reading a lot of these metaphysics books from, you know, the 19th century, the early part of the 20th century. And one of the people who I was reading and studying was a fellow named Wallace D. Wattles. Now, he wrote a series of books. One was called The, um, the Magic of Getting Rich. And um, he, in his work, was really pivotal for Rhonda Byrne when she was creating the movie The Secret. So he was talking about the law of attraction and the power of the mind. And one of the things he said in this book was um, that when you learn to think in a certain way, you can change the neurons in your brain. You can grow new neurons and you can grow new neural connections in your brain by thinking in what he called, quote unquote, a certain way, right? Mm. Now, because I was experiencing so many positive changes in my life at the time, doing meditation, visualization, goal setting, you know, affirmations, um, what I realized was my brain was changing. So I thought, yeah, this guy, Wallace Wattles, he's right. You know, I'm changing my brain, right? Well, this was impossible, according to science. So the first discovery that uh, took place in the mid to late 90s at uh, Harvard University and the University of Toronto was when scientists using something called a functional MRI, which is a machine kind of like an x-ray that allows them to look inside a person's brain, <coughs> excuse me, and actually watch their brain as they're thinking. And what they realized was that your brain can create new nerves and new neural connections. So for example, you can, you can imagine and your listeners can imagine if somebody's practicing the piano and they practice the piano, you know, for an hour or two or three every day, that it makes sense, right? That the part of the brain that is concentrated on moving the fingers, it's going to get a little stronger. It's going to develop more connections, more, more neurons, right? And you're going to have something called muscle memory. So the fingers, after a while, your fingers almost move by themselves on the piano keyboard. Hmm. So it's not, it's not so surprising that those kind of changes could register in the brain. So that's been called neuroplasticity, which means that the brain is plastic. The brain can change. And it can continue to change all through your life. So whether you're 60, 70, 80, 90, it doesn't matter. You can continue to change your brain by thinking in a certain way. And we've all used this certain way because all of us, when we were in school, we studied foreign languages. You know, we learned to speak Spanish. We learned to speak French. Um, we, we, you know, we learned mathematics, the times table, right? Six times eight is 48, you know, seven times six, 42, right? Right. And so now we understand that by doing that, we were actually changing the brain. So not only using your muscles like the piano can change your brain, thinking changes the brain. Now, this was discovered in about 1995. And it completely revolutionized the way we understand the brain to work. So that's the first discovery is this idea of neuroplasticity that your brain can develop the same as you can develop your muscles by lifting weights. You can develop your brain 
by thinking new thoughts. That is so good. You know, I'm a pianist. And so I didn't know that that's, that's what I was doing, what my brain was doing when I used to practice as a little girl over and over and over and over and over again. That the part of my brain that dealt with music or creativity was building new neurons because I haven't played in a while, but I could sit down right now and know where middle C is and start playing. Absolutely. And if you were to start practicing every day, you would improve pretty fast because those neurons and those connections in your brain, they're still there, right? Yeah. And so for mm -hmm. listeners, you know, uh, Anthony, this is great news because people can begin to think differently about where they are, what's happening to them and what they want their lives to look like. So if people would begin to do that, would that begin to create new neurons? That's right. Now, here's the thing. This is what Wallace Wattle said, and he said this around 100 years ago um, <clears throat> in The Science of Getting Rich and some of his other books, The Science of Being Great, The Science of Being Well. People can find these books. They're still on the Internet. I mean, you know, if you go to your local library, you probably find them. So, um, but here's the thing. It's not just physical exercises that change the brain. It's also feelings and emotions. So, for example, <clears throat> you know, one of the techniques that you talk about and other people who are talking about the law of attraction, they talk about is developing an attitude of gratitude, right? Right. So you make a list of things that you're grateful for. And what happens is you read that list and you start to feel a little more grateful. Now, that also changes the brain because the feeling of being grateful and thinking about what you're grateful for, imagining visually in your mind, you know, an image of your kids, of your loved ones, you know, of the house that you live in, of your health, all of those senses in the brain develop new neural connections and new neural patterns. So it becomes easier to feel grateful when you practice feeling grateful. Now, the thing is that if you can feel grateful easily, you start to notice things in the world to be grateful for, right? Right. It makes perfect sense, you know. It's like if you like music, you're going to notice when you're, one of your favorite songs is playing, even though it might be off in the other room somewhere. You know, you can recognize it, right? One of the things that I studied was linguistics, and I speak a couple of languages. Well, I lived in China for four years, and I learned how to speak Mandarin Chinese. Now, my Mandarin Chinese is pretty basic. But nevertheless, if I happen to be downtown somewhere, I'm walking along the sidewalk. Of course, I'm wearing a mask these days. Right. But, and I hear somebody speaking Mandarin Chinese, I can recognize it, and I can sometimes understand what they're saying. Now, before I went to China, I couldn't do that. And if I heard anyone speaking Mandarin Chinese, it was just background noise, you know. But now, my, my ear goes, oh, hey, Chinese. I listen and I understand a little bit, right? So what used to be background noise, now it's information, right? And this is true for all of us. So if you were, for example, to take... Um, to take an affirmation like, I am surrounded by opportunities. There are more opportunities these days. This pandem pandemic 
is presenting me with all kinds of opportunities. Now, when you first start saying that to yourself, you might not believe it. But if you think about it, you meditate on it a little bit, your opportunity eyes will start to open. And you will start to see and hear opportunities for maybe opening your business, expanding your business, changing your business, you know, improving your life, whatever it might be. So any emotion, whether it's happiness, satisfaction, feeling loved, feeling successful, feeling grateful, um, any, any of those ideas and feelings can develop new patterns in your brain. That's good news. <laughs> it's good news. It's great news. Well, that's exciting. So what's the second uh, scientific discovery, Anthony, that listeners can really begin to understand and really I implement in their lives? Now, the second discovery was discovered at the same time using the functional MRI, right? And the reason that people were looking at this in the first place was because they were trying to understand memory. So these scientists were doing work on human memory, trying to figure out what memory is, how it operates, how you can strengthen your memory, how you lose your memory as you get older, perhaps, you know. So that was their reason for using the MRI in the first place was to look at what memory is. And so what they were doing was they were putting people in the MRI, they were watching their brains, and they would give them some memory tests. You know, they might say, okay, here's a list of uh, five words, you know, or 10 words, right? And you try and remember these words. And then they would put them in the MRI and they would say to the people, okay, re remember the, that list of words I gave you? Tell me what the words are. And they would watch the people's brains. So what happened is they became very familiar with what memory looks like in the brain. They could look at the MRI and they could say, oh, this person's remembering something, right? Hmm. So <clears throat> then they would say, okay, take a break now, you know, relax for a few minutes, take a few deep breaths, and we'll do another test in a minute or two. So they're looking on the screen and they can see that the person is remembering something. So they say to the person, well, you know, when we were taking that break after the first memory test, I asked you just to relax and take a break. What were you thinking of? And the person would say something like, oh, I, I got a dinner party that I'm planning for next week, and I was thinking about that. So the scientists realized that memory works in the future and the past. In other words, memory is not just recalling something that happened in the past. It's thinking about something in the future, too. Now, this, again, blew their mind, right? Because they had no clue until they started using this MRI that what we call memory, which is really just a kind of thinking, right? What we call memory works in the future, too. So when I discovered this, I realized, aha, this really highlights why it's so important to become a person who sets goals, which is one of my five laws of success, right? M-A-G-I-C, G is for goals. Because people that set goals and do it as a habit, they become the successful business people, the successful politicians, the writers, the movie makers, the producers, the directors. They're the people that really become successful because 
they have a goal, they have something in the future that they're trying to achieve, and their mind is working in the future to put together their opportunities. So what they call this is future memory, or a, another term they use is mental time travel. Now, if your listeners go to Google and just type in mental time travel, what they'll realize is there's millions of hits because scientists all over the world now are investigating what is mental time travel and what does it mean that your mind works in the future too. So these are the two things. One, the fact that your mind works in the future as well as the past. And two, that by thinking in a certain way, and basically the certain way amounts to focused attention and repetition, the same as you and I used to remember that six times eight is 48, focusing our attention, focusing our mind on that, repeating it over and over again, that's the thing that builds the neural connections in your brain. So if you become a goal setter and you develop a clear image, a clear concept of the kind of life that you want to live in the future, and it can be something simple like finding a new job or, or you know, adding an addition to your house or losing 20 pounds, buying a new car. You know, anybody who's bought a new car has gone through the same process, right? You think about the different cars you could find or buy. You finally come down to making a decision. I want to buy this kind of a car with this kind of a motor, this kind of a transmission, these this number of seats and this color. And by doing that, you start to notice opportunities for finding that car. So those two new discoveries, which were only made, like I say, in the late 90s, so 20 years ago or so, future memory and neuroplasticity, to me, these are the real keys to why the law of attraction works. Because if you decide what it is you want, you imagine yourself already there, you imagine yourself feeling the enjoyment and the pleasure and the happiness and the successful feelings of having attracted and achieved your goal, that will change your brain. That will allow you to spot the opportunities that you never noticed before, just like I noticed Chinese now that I never noticed before. That's so good. You know, I shared with you before this call that uh, I'm going to be going, I've been uh, thinking about going or or dreaming about going or, or imagining going to the Maldives. And uh, the first thing I had to do, Anthony, was learn how to pronounce it correctly. Some people say Mal, some people say Maldives. And uh, I have been looking at least once a day on YouTube for 30 minutes at the bungalows with the... Um, you know, with the detractable roofs and um, the hammocks in the water. So I've been doing that for like two weeks. And just like you said, I've been so far in the future that I had to bring myself back to record this show with you today. Because that's <laughs> <laughs> so really, I came well, back true. from the Maldives to talk that's to you. True. And all of the stuff you say, I, I'm. I'm mental time traveling. I'm working and feeling and imagining emotionally in the future, just like I'm there. So thank you for sharing what I've been doing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so, so the thing is, you know, 
that none of these ideas are necessarily new. I mean, they're now suddenly neuroplasticity and mental time travel is, you know, a new scientific truth, right? Um, but really, it's just thinking. We've always been thinking. Our brain has always been working the same way. And, you know, people that set goals achieve them generally. You know, they certainly achieve them more than people who don't set goals. And, you know, so rather than saying, oh, well, that person's successful because they're lucky, now we can say, no, they're successful because they have a clear idea of what it is they want. So if you, if you happen to be sitting in a restaurant now having a coffee uh, and somebody mentions Maldives in the corner, you're going to hear it, right? Yeah. Where before you wouldn't notice it. But I now it's not. ding, you know, your mind goes, hey, what's that, Maldives? You know, um, so yeah, so that's what happens. There's something in your brain called the reticular activating system that makes you conscious of what it is that's important to you. So, you know, we pick up a lot more information with our senses that we're consciously aware of. Most of the information that our mind and our brain picks up, we never notice because it's not important to us. But if I happen to hear somebody say, Anthony, you know, ping, something goes, a little alarm goes off in my mind and I turn and say, what, you know? Uh, because that name is important to me because it's my name, right? So it's the same when you become really familiar with what it is you want, you start to notice opportunities to get it that you never noticed before. Yeah. Do you have an exercise or something that people could use in order to begin to think or, or really implement those, these two powerful scientific uh, principles that you just shared? Well, you know that I do. Because <laughs> we talked about this the other day, right? Right. Okay, now I want to say that um, just uh, as a way of explaining this here, um, the power of a metaphor, right? Because if, if I'm trying to explain something to you and you don't know what it is, I can use a metaphor, right? Like, uh, for example, if I say, oh, when I was in um, Indonesia, you know, I stayed in a Lozman. And you say, what's a Lozman, right? Yeah. Well, I can say, well, you don't know what a Lozman is, so you can't picture it, right? But if I say, well, a Lozman is, uh, it's like a collection of huts on a beach. Uh, you know, there's usually one place that's the office, and they might have a store and maybe a restaurant in that building. And then around that building, up and down the beach, there'll be a series of little cabins, right, that you can rent and you can sleep in. That's called a Lozman. Well, I, now suddenly I you know what a Lozman it. is, right? Mm -hmm. So if I say I stayed in a Lozman in Indonesia, you might say, yeah, I'm looking at renting a Lozman in the Maldives. <laughs> so that's a metaphor, right? So the way we understand the mind is, because the mind is very complicated, so what we've always done is we've used metaphors to understand the mind. Now, about 100 years ago, somebody invented what has come to be called a, uh, a recorder, like a tape recorder. Now, before the tape recorder was invented, we didn't have a tape recorder. We weren't able to record sound like that. So, um, of course, we had records that were invented, I guess, in the, you know, the 1890s or so. So suddenly we had this ability to record sound. So people started thinking of memory as a recording, right? We said, oh, yeah, I have all these memories recorded in my brain. Well, they aren't 
memories recorded in your brain. That's not how it works. But it was a metaphor. It was a way of us understanding how the brain works and what memory is or what we thought memory was, right? Well, in the early 50s and 60s and into the 70s, of course, then they developed the computer, which had different programs in it, and you could program it to do different things. So people started using the computer as a metaphor, saying, ah, the mind's like a computer, you know, I can change the program, and I can, I can put in different software, you know. So now people think of the mind like a computer. Before, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, before they invented recording, the metaphor that people used for the mind was a library, because everybody knew what a library was. So people would say, yeah, when you learn something, it's like you have this little book in your mental library. And if you're thinking about cooking, for example, you have like a cookbook in your mind, and this represents all your memories of cooking. And when you're thinking, what you do is you take out that book of, you know, the cookbook recipes in your mind, and you remember all these recipes. So now they're using a recorder or a computer. But I have a new metaphor that I talk about in my book, and that is streaming from the cloud. You know, yesterday I was sitting here watching TV, thinking about being on your show, <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, I, I thought to myself, well, I wonder what other movies this actor that I like, you know, what other movies has he been in? So I went on the internet on Google. I looked up this person's name, and I realized that he was in a movie, which I had never seen, from 1953. I'd never heard of this movie. So I took my phone, went on to Google, looked up this movie. It turns out that uh, it's on YouTube. So I found the movie on YouTube just by touching my phone screen. It transmitted the movie from YouTube onto my smart TV. And I was able to sit there and watch this movie on my TV. Right? Right. Now, we're used to that these days because everything is held in the cloud. The cloud means the memory is on some server someplace that we don't know anything about. But we can tap into it if we have the technology. We have YouTube and we have a, you know, a, a smart TV. We can go online. We can download any movie. This movie was made in 1953. I'd never heard of it before. I was able to find it, download it, or at least stream it and watch it in about a minute. Now, that was impossible 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, right? So thinking of your memories like they're held in a cloud and you can stream your memories that's a much better metaphor than thinking of your memories as a recording in your brain someplace. So here's an exercise that everybody can practice. If the people that are listening to this can just take out a piece of paper and write down on that sheet of paper what I would call a past success list. So a past success is something that you've done in the past that was successful, that makes you feel happy and successful when you think about it. For example, getting a degree, getting a driver's license, learning how to speak a foreign language, learning how to play the piano, anything like that would be a past success. So while people are listening, they can simply take a sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil, write down two or three or four past successes on that 
past successes list. I'm so writing down a couple of right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so in a sense, you're streaming those things, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the point of, of um, mental time travel, as I understand it, that your mind goes back in time is a part of your mind that goes back in time and remembers that past success. And when you remember it, you get a picture of it, perhaps. You might hear somebody's voice or you might hear a sound. You get a feeling for it. And that's the feeling that I'm interested in because you can feel that feeling of success from the past. You can feel it in the present right now. Hmm. So if everybody is reading their past successes list, my question to them is, are you feeling a little more successful now? Do you remember what this feeling of success feels like? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? So we're all feeling happier and successful now because we're thinking of our past successes. Now, I think of these past successes, like this past successes list, it's kind of like an address book, right? I have an address book that has my friends' addresses and phone numbers in it. Uh, it might be on my computer now or on my phone. But basically, it's a list of phone numbers or addresses that I want to be able to connect with. Well, that's what the past successes list is for me. It's places in the past that I did something successfully. And by having the list, I'm able to go back there in my imagination, remember what that past success was like, and I can feel it again now. Now, this is magic. Hmm. Because what it means is, you can feel successful from the past. You see, if you ask people, what does it take to feel successful? Most people say, well, I have to go out there and do something successful. Like, if I get a new job, I'll feel successful. If I, uh, you know, if I try something and it works, then I'll feel successful. The problem with that is if you apply for the job and you don't get it, then you're going to feel like a failure. <laughs> Or if you try and reach a goal and you don't achieve it, then you're going to feel let down. So the idea of trying to feel successful by doing something in the future doesn't always work. But it always works in the past because you can remember past successes. And the feeling of success in your body is exactly the same. Hmm. And, and so really, Anthony, let's just say a small business owner whose business is now closed and they could go back and remember, wow, I remember my grand opening and I had X number of customers and that feeling of accomplishment and success and happiness uh, in the now can give them the energy that could create their future. That's exactly right because they're going to feel successful which is going to change their brain if they do it for five minutes a day, if they you know, make a habit first thing in the morning of reading their past successes list, which I do, then what happens is you start to feel successful. So over time, and we're talking in terms of neuroplasticity, they say about 30 days. Well, if you were to read your past successes list every day for 30 days and feel successful for five minutes for 30 days straight, that's going to change your brain. That's going to exercise your success muscles in your, in your mind. And you're going to start to remember more past successes. You're going to start to see more successes in your life. You know, you won't, re you know, there's 
there's things that you do every day successfully that you don't notice. So I've done this exercise with people for several decades in my workshops and people suddenly say, you know, I didn't realize I was so successful. Like I went to work this morning. I got dressed successfully. I combed my hair successfully. I got, I got dressed successfully. I drove to work successfully. You know, I never noticed before that I had all of these successes in my life. So it really changes people's mindset doing this simple little exercise, right? Now, the other thing, too, is that, for example, this, this example they were talking about, a person whose restaurant is having trouble, right? He can remember or she can remember what it was like before they opened the restaurant. And they were feeling things like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure if I can afford this. I don't know how this is going to work. I'm not sure I can do it, you know, but they did it. So that feeling of, I don't know if I can do this or not, they have proof from the past now that they did do it successfully, even though they weren't sure how it was going to work out, right? So they can say, okay, I'm, I'm a little confused now about how the future is going to unfold. How am I going to get my restaurant back on track? But I've, I've, I've been through this before. I went through the confusion and not knowing and, and the challenges, and I did it successfully in the past. So I have more confidence now that I can do it again in the future. This is so good. You know, and even somebody, I've heard a lot of people talk about quarantine weight, you know, because people have been stuck in and locked in. You know, they could begin to imagine when they were at their ideal uh, weight and when they could run and when they did run in the, you know, um, 5K mile, etc. And so they're thinking and feeling right anthony and that gives them the energy the motivation the they get in the vibration of yeah i can do that again that's exactly right because you know i think it was henry ford that famously said whether you believe you can or you believe you can't you're right so you're going to prove it to yourself so this way using your past successes list it gives you a chance an opportunity a simple little technique to tap into the times in the past when you did things successfully and you had a positive attitude and it'll shift your attitude in the present. Because let's face it, we all need to maintain a positive attitude now because we've still got a lot of challenges ahead of us. Yeah, we, well, I love the way you just explain, you sound like a professor, Anthony, the way you explain and break it down in such simplistic terms. And I understand you have a workbook. Is your workbook published? Is it ready for people to purchase or is it coming out? Tell listeners about that and what your website information is and how can they contact you? Okay, well, my book, uh, the uh, book that you have, I know you have a copy of it. Mm -hmm. It's called Mind, Time, and Power. People can just Google Mind, Time, and Power, and they'll come up with uh, my book. It's available on Amazon. And it explains the whole idea of neuroplasticity and the, the mind being a time machine. And there's all sorts of exercises in there about how you can increase your confidence and increase your, your successes and set your goals, design your life and that sort of thing. But while I was writing that book, of course, I was doing workshops and I did workshops and, and seminars and things traveling around for several decades. And while I was doing those workshops, I was always using a workbook 
to put people through these little exercises like the past successes list mm -hmm. exercise that we just did using these worksheets. So my new book is called a mental magic workbook and it's going to be coming out probably in a month or maybe a little more than a month. And I think there's about 70 pages of instruction and about 20 of these worksheets similar to the past successes worksheet. So by getting this, um, this new mental magic workbook, which isn't available at the moment yet, um, it'll guide them through using these worksheets to change their opinion and their, and their feelings about their past. It'll help them set goals in six different areas of their life. And it'll help them improve their attitude, improve their relationships, improve their health, and to develop the mindset of a, of a champion and a person who can systematically cultivate a new life for themselves. The same as a gardener would cultivate a piece of property, they can now cultivate a new life for themselves. Well, you know, once your book is uh, released, I want you to uh, contact me because I want to have you to come back on and maybe share a couple of things from that book. How about that? Well, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if people want to go to my website, mindtimeandpower.com, they can also sign up for a free 30-day Mind Power course. They just put in their email address, and I'll send them this 30-day course, which is all about visualizing and using the law of attraction and the past successes list and how to use that. So they can start right away um, with that free 30-day Mind Power course. Well, Anthony Hamilton, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you started studying at the age of 10. I was probably still playing with my dolls while you were uh, studying and, you know, getting into the deep mysteries of the metaphysical and spirituality. But but I thank God for you and, and for your ability to really just break down truth. And I'm going to have you back on once your new book is released. How about that? Thank you so much, Constance. It's so great to talk to you again. Thanks for all your support. And thanks so much. I really appreciate all the work you do. And I'm sure your listeners love you the same as I do. Well, thank you so much. Well, everybody, uh, visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it. Uh, but you are surrounded by a loving, giving, supporting spirit. And I want you to think, feel, and say that something good is going to happen to me and through me this week for others. Everybody have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.